2: is back with more Christian music that doesn't suck. Tonight's music is as new as it gets and comes from one of my longtime favorite bands, Theocracy. Had a number of listeners to The Antidote have asked me why haven't I had this band on. Tonight is your chance to find out why they're so insistent. You just heard the title track from Theocracy's just-released album, Ghost Chip. Ghost Ship. Theocracy isn't one of those bands that constantly churns out music. Ghost Ship is just their fourth release over the past 14 years, but it's always been worth the wait between albums. What makes Theocracy stand out is that they're consistently awesome music, they've got solid lyrics, and of course, Matt Smith's got an incredible voice. Well, I received a pre-release of Ghost Ship a few weeks ago, and met with Matt for a great talk about Theocracy's music and what inspired the band to record their new album. Enjoy this first part of our talk with Matt and the song Ichthus from the band's original self-titled release. The Antidote is joined by Theocracy frontman Matt Smith. Really great to have you with us, Matt.
1: Thank you so much, Dave. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me.
2: Could you share about the roots of Theocracy? I guess what I'd really like to hear is how the name came about.
1: Well, it's funny, you know. It I had been writing songs for so long because all I really ever wanted to do was be a songwriter, and and had this vision of it eventually turning into the band. But I, I it took probably four or five years that I, I just kind of had this in my mind with no band name because I, I didn't want to settle, and I could not think of a, a band name and the word theocracy came to my attention by a pastor or something at church, I think. And, and I was like, oh, that's a, an interesting concept and a, a cool sounding word for a band name. And I was thinking about, you know, the the meaning of the word. And I thought, well, what if instead of, you know, a government headed by God or whatever, we made this a, you know, a personal thing, you know, a, a life, you know, trying to kind of live by God's principles and and that kind of approach instead of anything political or whatever and, and that's what I was thinking about and then I, I wrote the song and thought it was a, a good name for the band.
2: Now you had just mentioned about just being as a songwriter. You were thinking about just writing the songs but not performing them yourself.
1: Well I I, I didn't really know what was gonna happen with them. I mean songwriting has been my my passion and, and my main interest and, and everything else, you know, related to this as far as performance and things like that you know that's that's always been secondary I mean really the first reason I picked up a guitar was so I could write songs because I was writing lyrics already and you know I guess at that point it was more poetry and you know I mean even in school I would I would make up fake albums and track listings and <laughs> fake bands and things like that so so the creative part of it was always what was so appealing to me and then and then yeah eventually I I like the idea of kind of starting my own band
2: Well, man, you talk about somebody who has talent. I mean, on the first Theocracy release, you're self-titled. It was just you, Matt, doing all the instruments and vocals. Okay, great to be a multi-instrumentalist, but wasn't that a stretch for you to record that album?
1: It was, and it was funny because, you know, people ask me that all the time, but it was strictly out of necessity. I mean, those songs were put down as demos. You know, I'd, I'd finally written... A batch of songs that I was really proud of and so the other part of this that I've always been really into is the recording part of it in the studio I love the sound of records and and kind of the art and the the mystery of of making albums you know so yeah it was just wanting to to get good quality I guess I should say that in quotes good quality because you know it was uh pretty amateur at the time but but the best I could do you know uh versions of those songs you know and then there was a guy I knew named Darren Blevins who had a small metal label in Virginia at the time called Metal Ages. And I, I sent him a couple of the demos just to see what he thought. And he, he wanted to release them as an the album, basically. So that, that's, that became the first album. You know, it wasn't envisioned as, as being a solo project or anything like that. It was just, I wanted to record versions of these songs. And, and growing up in the middle of nowhere and outside of Athens, Georgia, in the country, kind of on a farm area. You know, I didn't know anyone else who played metal, you know, let alone the kind of stuff that we did specifically. So it was like, well, I guess if I want to have these recorded, I better just figure out how to do it myself. (laughs) (laughs)
2: power metal is so popular in Europe. But I really can't imagine that the state of Georgia gives you a big fan base. So how do you manage that?
1: It's funny because, you know, I'm, I'm in Athens. I've lived in Athens my whole life, which is a college town and, and has the reputation as being a great music town. And it does have a great music scene, you know, but it's very much kind of college rock. So as far as what we do, yeah, there's never been really any attention paid to us. But I don't know, you know, it just it all kind of worked out. I, I don't really think about it that much or worry about it. You know, once we, we hooked up with Ulterium Records for Mirror of Souls, our second album, and and you know, they're based in, in Sweden and so they kind of immediately concentrated on Europe as far as the touring stuff. You know, so we've played over there, you know, much more than we've played here. And and so it's it's worked out okay. You know, it's um we're gonna pick up the local music magazines and there'll, you know, be no mention of our new album coming out or anything like that, it could get a little frustrated, but I I really don't worry about it. You know, that that stuff's all completely out of my control. So we have people around the world who care about what we do and and we're very fortunate and thankful to be in that position. So it doesn't really matter so much, you know, where they are or or how exactly that comes
2: about. We're just happy that that people listen. Gonna completely switch topics here. Mm -hmm. You made a statement a number of years ago, Matt, where you said, I think the most creative, inspiring, and groundbreaking people in the world should be believers, meaning Christians. And as a whole, we're seriously dropping the ball on that front. Where are the problems and what does it take to actually improve the music scene?
1: Wow, that's a good question. You know, for me, that was really one of the reasons that I I wanted to start Theocracy. And, and, you know, anything I say on this topic, I don't want to come across as we're doing something that, that's lacking or filling a void or anything like that because that stuff's not for me to say. I, I can only speak to my experience. I just know that, you know, as, as a kid and a Christian, I was looking for bands that kind of had the quality that a lot of the secular bands that I loved had. You know, I was looking for a Christian band that was intelligent, like, you know, Queensryche or bands like that that I loved. And Again, I I don't want to say that they weren't out there. They very well may have been and probably were. I probably just wasn't looking in the right place. All the heavier Christian music that I came across in that period seemed to fall in in one or two camps. It was either much more kind of death metal angled, you know, really growly, screamy stuff, which wasn't, you know, exactly what I was looking for, or it was kind of second-rate rip-off attempts of whatever was on the radio. (laughs) You know, I mean, like really blatant stuff like you listen to five seconds of something and you say, oh, this is trying to be, quote unquote, the Christian corn or or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like it just immediately seemed second rate to me. And I I didn't like that. And I I was like, well, what if I just try to to write the songs that I would want to listen to and then write from the heart and approaching song topics from a, a unique angle or something that I at least hadn't seen done before? You know I mean I mean I made a statement early on which I've had to live up to for the rest of my career about how I promised to never put out a an inferior or a second rate track on an album that's really important to me you know to put everything we possibly can into these albums and and sure that makes it take so much longer and and we don't have a lot of material out there you know partially because of that but people can tell you know when when you're sincere and and when you put as much effort into things as, as we try to, you know, because it's a cliche, but you really can't worry about what other people think. I'm so thankful every day that there are people who who appreciate what we do and, and who love the albums, but it would be very tough for me to have something that I, I know is not quite up to theocracy standard or doesn't quite live up to what it should, you know, quality wise. So, so that's hugely important to me.
2: talking about the quality of the recordings and the length of time that takes, that's where your albums are so far spread apart. I mean, I guess it's averaging, what, four or five years between them. Has that ever made you concerned about losing your fan base? Or are they just more patient than I am?
1: So far, they seem to be pretty patient. We're very lucky in that regard. Um, There are a number of factors. I mean, you know part of it is is what i mentioned earlier about quality and it just taking time and then there's the the real world factors that play into it you know jobs uh travel life situations you know we we we're all fairly close to each other you know we're probably within 2 hours of each other but but everyone has different day jobs i mean even trying to get everyone in the same room for a rehearsal is almost takes an act of congress <laughs> I always say that's the hardest part of, of being in a band to me. So that slows things down significantly as well. You know, so there's a lot that plays into it, but you know, it it is frustrating, and I know people get frustrated, and I definitely understand that. But I would rather have fewer releases that are are all of a certain level of quality than than kind of saturate. You know, like I've, I've seen a lot of bands that just seem to creatively burn out that's a huge fear of mine I think about it all the time you know I really do think that creativity is is a limited well I think there are only so many times you can go to that well without either blatantly repeating yourself or or kind of losing the spark I I I, like I said I would rather have fewer releases and, and try to stave that off from happening than kind of burn myself out creatively too quickly
2: I'm really interested to hear about why it's important for you to create music that's focused on Christ.
1: Well, there are, there are a couple reasons, I guess. One is just what's important to me, so just trying to be honest. I've always tried to come at it from a place of honesty and of asking questions and of, of never trying to come off like I have the all the answers or, or understand everything. I think. You know, human struggle is very important for art that people can relate to. The things I'm going through or things that my friends go through or questions that I have or or topics that are on my mind. You know, as a Christian, it's always going to be from that perspective in my mind. But, you know, I I try to, you know, just be honest about these things. I think people latch onto that and they see it and and they appreciate it. Secondly, I guess if there's a a bigger picture thing, you know, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. I hesitate to say things like this because I don't like to say, like, you know, the world needs us or something like that. I would never think that. But I I do think that, you know, I mean, enough people have come up to us with amazing stories about, you know, deciding not to commit suicide because of this song or this song, you know, helping to save their marriage somehow. And all these things that you hear that blow your mind and make you kind of realize there's a lot more than, than you, you know, at work here. Because I could never do stuff like that myself. So, in that sense, you know, you know what we do can be important. I mean, uh, we, you know, we look at it as, you know, it's sure it's entertainment, but it's also an encouragement to people. And and if our music can be used to to help people in that way, then even taking you know quote unquote religion or whatever out of it, I would much rather you know live my life with that kind of a purpose. This is Matt Smith from Theocracy, and you are listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins.
2: songs tell stories, especially the songs from Theocracy's Matt Smith. But he wasn't talking about himself on the song title from our last track, The Master Storyteller from As the World Bleeds album. I guess it's time to go head back to our talk with Matt and hear about their new album, Ghost Ship. We were talking about the wait between albums. I guess we don't have to really wait much more because the new Theocracy album, Ghost Ship, released october 28th what was it like pulling everybody back into the studio for this recording
1: it was funny because you know despite having been five years since the last new album and two years three years since the the re-release of the debut you know it's taken so long but at the end it was also rushed (laughs) you know because it the label said look you know if we're gonna have an album out you know and do this tour you know we've got to." it needs to be done by this date and, and so forth and so then it was like well we've got to get cracking these are the 10 songs that i've got so we got to we got to hit the ground running so it was it was kind of rushed but it, but it was good you know I, I guess the the one kind of bummer about this album is that you know as the world bleeds you know we we had much more time together you know to get in a room together and, and work out arrangements and work on some of the writing and and things like this so I kind of assumed that the next album would, you know, continue in that vein. And, and actually, Ghost Ship was much more al- almost like a solo thing again in terms of, you know, the writing and the, and the time spent. It was almost exclusively me just because of the scheduling thing I mentioned earlier. It was, it happened so quickly. And, you know, really the only time that we could get together was to, to work out arrangements a little bit, you know, finish writing a couple of songs and and, and then for everyone to record, you know, as parts. So, you know, it would have been nice to have a little more collaborative time on this one, but it just didn't didn't work out that way because of scheduling. But it, it was fine, you know, it's always just a completely draining, exhausting process on every possible level, you know. Many, many months and, and years with almost no sleep and mentally exhausting and everything you can imagine. But but you know, I still uh, I still find myself putting the album on. I enjoy listening to it myself, so <laughs> that's a good sign, I think. That's all I could I could really hope for in this kind of situation, I guess.
2: Well you're almost making it sound like Ghost Ship doesn't meet Matt Smith's high standards.
1: Oh no, no, no. I I'm I'm thrilled with it. I, I really am. It's just so exhausting to to get to the point where it, it meets those standards. But but we got there and, and um I still enjoy listening to it so much. I think that's a that's a good sign because obviously I'm I'm our harshest critic, so it's standing the test of time with me. I think it's, I don't know what it is about this record. I, I've gone on record many times as saying, you know, I'll, I'll never say that this is our best album or, or one of those typical musician cliches that you hear all the time. All the time. All the time, yeah. I'll, I'll never do that. I never have and I, I never will. But I, I do think this, you know, stands right there with the others. Um, and, and the one thing about this album that I love too is is I find myself kind of when it's over, I want to play it again, you know, and, and I, I think that's that's down to the songs and it's also partially down to the length. You know, the album is I think it's between 50 and 55 minutes, which I think is the perfect length for an album. I've always thought that and, and all four of them, I've tried to go that length and I always end up going about 10 minutes over. And, and this time we finally got it right in that perfect sweet spot you know some albums you know you finish playing them and it's almost an exhausting experience and you're so drained you know with ghost ship i I find myself kind of wanting to start it again so yeah I'm, i'm i'm very proud of it i'm happy with it
2: Theocracy often has these monstrously long songs. Many are in the 10-minute-plus range. You even have one that's over 22 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Do you really find that long songs tell a better story than a short one?
1: It depends on the song. Um, I mean, it sounds kind of silly to say, but I really do feel like the song kind of dictates you know, what it wants to do, where it wants to go as far as length and things like that, and, and it depends on the the approach and, and the story you're telling. You know, I mean you mentioned Mirror of Souls, you know, being almost twenty three minutes. You know, I, I remember when I started working on that, I, I thought it was gonna be eight or ten minutes. And then it kind of kept going. And and um, you know, as the story kind of developed and needed to go here and there and, and be wrapped up, you know, it just ended up taking that amount of time. So um Yeah, so in and Ghost Ship Another cool thing about it to me is that we, you know, we didn't go quite as far in that long song direction, you know, we have one that's almost 10 minutes, but aside from that, they're pretty, for us at least, you know, fairly reasonable length, which is nice, you know, because after a certain period of time when you've got so many long songs, you know, when you start thinking about live shows and and whatever, I mean, there's only so many of those that you can play, so so it's nice to have uh, some
2: more reasonable length material as well. True enough, I mean at some shows that 22 and a half minutes is your complete set. It's true, it's true yeah
0: Listen to the tale I tell a haunting dream I know so well When walking home alone one night My path revealed by candlelight Ahead I see an Open door with no idea what's in store. I glance inside the door to see a hall of mirrors beckon me. I take a breath and step inside a tale of love and shattered pride. The door slams shut, I start to run. And it seems my journey has begun
2: guy that was a total tease (laughs) just a two minute trip into the 22 and a half minute song mirror of souls and for you to get the rest of it you got to go out now and buy the album something that i've been finding out listening to ghost ship from theocracy it almost seems like the hard songs are harder on it and the softer tracks are softer I mean, I'm mm-hmm. thinking of songs like Wishing Well that has your guitarist Val, you know, bring out this awesome solo on the track. Yep. So was that something Theocracy was aiming for? Or am I just losing my mind and reading the album all wrong?
1: No, I, I think I think what you're saying is accurate, but it it, it wasn't anything intentional at all. You know, it, it's funny because I would say Ghost Ship is the album that probably had the least kind of preconceived plan, just because of the time. You know, when I started writing, I was thinking about doing this kind of concept idea that ended up not quite working out. And so, you know, I was writing these other songs at, at the same time that I didn't know, you know, what they were going to be yet. And, and then, you know, suddenly we were up against the deadline. So it was like, well, here are the 10 songs that we have, and these work well together. And and so, um, you know, I think this makes a great album. And, and that's that's what ended up being Ghost Ship you know, it was probably had the least amount of planning ahead of time of any of them because I never knew exactly what it was going to be. So I don't think that what you said is is not accurate. I mean, I think that's correct, but it wasn't anything intentional. That's just kind of how it came out, I guess.
2: Because I think I see a bit of that coming through on Ghost Ship, where you've included a seriously great ballad around the world and back. Do you think this is actually almost opening up another side of the band? I don't know about that.
1: I, I was a little nervous. You know, I, I loved the song, but I didn't know if the guys would think it was too too soft or something, but, but they actually loved it, you know, and, and particularly John. I mean, he was attached to it right away and asked if he could play the solo for that one, you know, and, and, and so that's how he ended up doing that. So, yeah, you know, other people that I, I let hear the, the demos and, and things, you know, as I was working on the material really seemed to to gravitate towards that song as well and and said they they felt it was special somehow so so i knew it was it was solid and i was proud of it you know and and uh, i was i was happy that the other guys you know liked it as well and and wanted to record it so as simple as that (laughs) hey weary traveler
0: have you finally lost your way You dream of turning back the clock to yesterday What seemed so simple then has now faded away And you'd often wonder why The truth surrendered as the years went by Grabbed the simple gift and held it as a child But faith became
2: and back from Ghost Ship, the new album from Theocracy. If you've never been a progressive metal fan, and I'm specifically talking to you, Nick, that's the music that will convert you. I know that you know many of the artists that you find on The Antidote have a fairly mild Christian viewpoint of their message, but Matt Smith and Theocracy certainly bring it to a higher level on their releases. As I usually do, the antidote heads in a different music direction next week. The Chairman Dances stretches the boundaries of indie rock and pop. And their lyrics draw from all forms of literature. Their new album, Time Without Measure, brings biographical vignettes of Christians who were social radicals and activists. Believe me, it's going to be a really interesting show. For The Antidote, here we go. Matt from Theocracy comes back to talk about the message of Ghost Ship, and the last song of the night from the album is "Castaway." and we'll see you again next week. What kind of message does Theocracy want to get across on Ghost Ship?
1: Well, I think As the World Bleeds was often kind of harsh in its message, which I, I stand by, and I think it was a kind of, you know, a needed message that was kind of in the back of my mind and I wanted to do something, you know, maybe a little more encouraging, a little more positive uh, this time out. And and so consciously or subconsciously, you know, I, I think this album is, is quite uplifting, you know, for the most part and, and, and has that thread running through it. And it's not conceptual, you know, there are themes that kind of tend to reoccur here and there. I mean, I mean, The title track, for example, Ghost Ship, you know, was really inspired by people I talked to on the road, you know, conversations that we were having with people after shows, you know, we met so many kids, you know, you could tell they were looking for a place to fit in. And, and, you know, our music means so much to them. And and they were, they felt like misfits. and, And I could totally relate to that, because I was never the cool kid at all. You know, I was always a little bit of a an outcast. And I, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about throughout history how, you know, a lot of times it's the non-cool kids, so to speak, or the the outcasts or the misfits or the unusual people who have, have ended up making a big difference. You know, from a Christian perspective, I mean, that that stuff is all through history. I mean, if you don't have to look any further than, you know, the disciples of Jesus, for example. That was um, an example I've, I've given before, but I mean, you know, fishermen and, and tax collectors and the most normal people, quote unquote unremarkable people of that time and they they ended up shaking the world, you know, and be being used in, in such powerful ways. And so, you know, some people call the kids of this generation the Justice Generation because they they're so desperately looking for a way to to make a difference. And so so all these things were rattling around in my head and and that's eventually where the, the idea for ghost ship came from. You know, it's like, well there is a there is a place that all of the kind of dead to the world you know misfits fit in and 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 can be used in a powerful way and and so so i wanted to write something that was almost kind of an anthem and uh and that's how the title track came about and and really that's specific to that song but but it's not too far off that thread that pops up you know here and there on the album in other spots as well i mean you know cast away that's a song that's kind of related as well you know and that one's more about doing the right thing regardless of consequences and and even when you lose you know so-called friends you know for standing for what you believe in and you know currency in a bankrupt world which is basically an anti-suicide song you know so there's a lot of you know positivity is not a theme but but it did keep recurring you know this kind of theme of encouragement and building people up so so if there's if there's any recurring thread on the album i would say it's that
2: And what about that Misfit label? Does that still fit into Matt Smith's world?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) As much as ever, you know, I've just kind of been my own little world doing my thing. And and, uh, fortunately, some other people have come along for the ride. So I'm thankful for that.
2: Well, Matt, thanks for taking time out to spend with the antidote. I really appreciate your time and uh, best of luck with Ghost Ship.
1: Thank you, Dave, for your kind words about the album. I'm glad you like it so much, and uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, all you listeners out there, hope you like the album as well, and thank you for listening.